Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that range from books to all kinds of things. I messed it up completely. Yeah, you know, for a while there we actually had that pre-recorded. Whatever happened happened to that, you know. Well, this week we're talking books. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, in particular, uh, Mr... Michael J. Myers, Mike yes. Myers. Yes. Not the one that comes to. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, that's not that not one. Right. Not that one. That's, no. Uh, the children's book author, right. um, Mike Myers, who. Motorhead Garage Productions. Yes. With. Uh, the, T is for Turbo was the book that uh, started this whole conversation between our, our podcast and his uh, book writing productions. Yeah. So. And he's got a, a total of seven books. Uh, I was l- looking, um, actually, while we're in the interview, shh, don't tell. Um, uh, he's got <laughs> he knows t- now. seven books total and five different stories in the midst of uh, of all those books. And uh, the one in particular that we had him on for today was a joint effort between he and Vaughn Gittin Jr. Which you were su- super stoked about and super jealous about. Uh, yeah, I, most definitely, I, yeah. I could just see you over there beaming with excitement. So, uh, yes, uh, we had a lot of fun not only talking about uh, this new book and the process of writing it and the delays and all the fun and, uh, yes, all the behind-the-scenes stuff of what it takes to get a children's book to print. Uh, but the joy is uh, we found out that Vaughn has not shared anything about this yet other than putting it on his website. Yeah. So we are expecting a nice little surge so, you know, if you want to beat that surge, you you heard it here. That's right. You know, we've got links down in the show notes to purchase the books. We'll say it a few more times throughout the episode. <laughs> uh, but definitely, you know, go check out uh, Mike, Michael J. Myers, and all that he's doing. Because like I said, uh, T is for Turbo is the book that we here in the Fornicate household started with because it was the perfect time for Tucker. Uh, he was getting into the alphabet. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I... It, it, perfect time, perfect place. And, Most definitely. Uh, so it was really fun to have uh, Mike on this week. So why don't we just... and uh, Well, okay. the the title of the book, because we haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, I was going to kind of save it and let Michael gonna, be the okay. one the, All right. to, to drop the name of it. Okay. So, right. yeah. Why don't we just go on and get into the episode before we okay. spoil too right. much of it. So, all right. Here we go. Well, uh, Mike, it is absolutely great to have you back. It has been just a little bit since we've talked to you last, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, you have a new book out. We'll we'll just jump right into it and get to talking <laughs> yes, about your, your new ventures. I, uh, what life? What has life been like? Uh, I'm on my next venture for sure. Um, it's almost been about two years working on this one. Um, and I'll just go back to it about two years ago. I was just, you know, normal day and I received an email, uh, from Vaughn Gittin Jr.'s assistant. Um, he reached out to me, said Vaughn really likes my books. He reads them to his kid and they were interested in writing a book. And I saw his name on my email and I grew up, you know, <laughs> watching his videos, but I, I saw his name pop up on my email and I, I legitimately dropped to the floor <laughs> right, right down on the ground. I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. And, um, yeah, it was just a huge opportunity. I actually, uh, I ended up writing him a rough draft probably within 24 hours and sent it over to him. And right. I was like, yeah, man, I, I want to do it. Here's an idea that I just came up with. And, uh, 
the book we wrote was nowhere near what I, you know, my first draft, but you know, like I said, I worked on it for about two years now. And uh, yeah, the title of the book is Brocky, the brave little race truck and his Rocky climb to the top. Um, it's got a good theme to it. There's uh, some bullying that Brocky overcomes in it. Um, he's a little different in appearance. So it's kind of the theme of, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like, just matters how you perform. Um, right. Never giving up is a big theme that, that we did it. And then Vaughn's whole theme is having fun. So right. That's awesome. The whole theme behind that would be, you know, obviously just make a good time out of anything. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was an honor. Um, such an opportunity. Um, like I said, I, I just dove, dove headfirst into it. Um, unfortunately, we had, you know, a strange year uh, last year. So what we are had you some talking delays. about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> just some, uh, just some new, new hurdles to get mm. over. Um, but yeah, everything went great. My Illustrator Rich killed it again as usual, and then uh, I have a couple other uh, people that helped me. Catherine is my designer; she nailed it as well, and then uh, some help from my buddy Matt, some graphic design work, and it all came together right at the end. And I'm I'm super proud of it. I think it's hands down the best book I've written so far. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, we will be getting copies, I, I am sure, for our kids. So uh, Tucker, just today, unprompted by me, uh, just found it completely uh, perfect timing, uh, brought a bunch of books to me to read to him this afternoon. And one of them was T is for Turbo. And awesome. uh, the book that started our connection to one another. And I was just uh, thought it was very cool that he brought that one to me. So I'm sure he will enjoy Brocky and his adventures uh, as soon as we get into that uh, here over at the uh, Garage Talk home base. Absolutely. I definitely got to get you both a couple copies of the books. So uh, after this, definitely send me your address. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate that. So uh, walk us through. Uh, we've, we've had several moments similar to that where through podcasting, we've made connections we probably never thought we would have ever made. And I remember we've had uh, Bogey Latiner. Uh, from All Girls Garage uh, on Motor Trend, uh, the Motor Trend app. And I remember when we got that email, Matt and I were both like looking at each other like, is this for real? Is this really happening? You know, th that first uh, real big, like you said, you literally dropped your phone. Uh, it, it's one of those surreal moments where you're like, is this, is this really happening? And uh, yeah, so dig a little deeper into that for us like uh has it become a, a normal relationship but has the newness worn off or do you still have to pinch yourself no i mean it's it's still i still have to pinch myself for sure um <laughs> what came shortly after that was a phone call with vaughn and his assistant and that went on for probably an hour and 15 minutes and i remember you know the nerves and everything prior to i was you know sweating bullets and then you know, afterwards, just completely overcome with like joy, excitement, and then motivation. You know, it oh, was just, yeah. it was like, all right, time to get to work. Um, <laughs> That's too cool. Yeah, within what did you say, twenty four hours? You had a, <laughs> you had a copy in his hands. Yeah, I sent him over. I mean, it was it was yeah. If, if not that day, it was it was the next day. I mean, I I got to writing immediately as soon as I think before I even responded to the email. <laughs> I was thinking of of how I could write the book. 
Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much just told him, you know, flat out, yeah, I'm your guy. I'm, I'll put everything aside. I want to, I want to write this book for you. And then I figured I would, you know, that was my opportunity. I wasn't going to miss it. So right. yeah, I wrote a story and sent it over to him. Absolutely. That's awesome. I, uh, so not quite to the point of, you know, Vaughn and Mike kind of a conversation. He's still Vaughn getting junior, right? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I've I've been following a lot of his stuff on YouTube, and he runs a lot with Cletus McFarland and all the stuff that they've got going on. And so, yeah, when I saw that you guys had had paired up to do this book, I, I probably wasn't as surprised as you were when you got the email, but it it super excited me uh, at the opportunity uh, for both of you and and for my kids too. Like this is awesome. Like I know Brocky, I've seen Brocky, and and. I know about Vaughn and you know all this. Yeah, that's that's really really cool. And to know that Vaughn has written a book with you and you, you know, I've been on a podcast with you. It just a yeah <laughs> blew my mind in the whole process of of uh, everything as Six well. Six degrees so. of separation, and right? All that, yeah, all yeah. that jazz. So yeah, it's definitely definitely exciting stuff. Yeah. So going through the timeline, uh, I do remember in our episode. For those of you who haven't heard it yet, episode 32, Noisy Snails and Cartails, uh, I do remember you saying, you know, just giving a little sneak peek that there was something big coming up. Uh, sounds like you were well in the throes of this, uh, making this happen way back when we spoke last. So uh, very good keeping your cool on that. I, I, I would be I would be bursting at the scenes like seems like you don't know how awesome this project is that I've got coming up. Like, stay tuned. Like, you, you kept your cool well. It was it was a tough secret to keep. I'll be honest, and <laughs> and it definitely wasn't a complete secret because my close friends and family they all knew about it. Right. And, Anytime I showed him a new image or a new picture from it, I don't show anyone. I do not show anyone. It's just, you know, all my books now I try to I try to keep under wrap until yeah. pretty much publication because I mean just with the way the internet is now an, an idea can get stolen in a minute. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's just a matter of uh yeah, a little bit of secrecy and <laughs> yeah, it was this one was definitely a tough one to keep. Yeah, uh, we have our fair share of secrets we keep over here, just some projects that we're working on. And I feel guilty every time I tease something, like we've got something really big in the works. You're just going to want to hang around and, you know, subscribe and do all that stuff that, you know, the YouTubers and Internet people tell you to do. Uh, but to your point, you know, an idea can be stolen so easily or, you know, 2020 could happen and the world completely changes and you have to reconfigure your schedule on how things happen. Uh, but yes, uh, I, I definitely know how something so exciting can just eat at you that you want to shout it from the mountaintops, but, uh, that that's what you get to do now, right? You're on, you're on the, the book tour, so to speak. And, uh, you do get to share all, all the ins and outs and, um, just the joy of how this came to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it does. It's, it's out there in the world now. Um, like I said before, um, I'm waiting for Vaughn to make a post, but I know that will be huge, huge. Yeah. And um, this weekend is actually Formula Drift in New Jersey, um, where I reside. So I got a booth there. Uh, I'm going to set up a booth there. Vaughn's going to be obviously participating. 
Um, so hopefully I get a chance to meet him in person. Um, that would be cool. I know he's going to be busy there. Right. Um, but Brocky will be there. I will be there. Vaughn will be there. RTR will be there. And hopefully we can, you know, have some kind of collaboration there. Absolutely. That's too cool. Yeah. For those of y'all listening, y'all cannot see just the big grin on Matt's face <laughs> ever since uh, the name Von Gittin Jr. was brought up on this podcast. He, he's been uh, he's been smiling ear to ear. So uh, going in, we'll, we'll pivot a little away from the book. Uh, and you know, you can bring it up at whatever point feel free. Don't, <laughs> don't hesitate. But, uh, in your personal automotive life, uh, what has happened since we last spoke way back in September, uh, any new, uh, vehicles in, in your life, any new things that have piqued your interest? Because, uh, there have been tons of product reveals, uh, in the time since we have spoken last as well. Yeah, so I actually, um, I bought a 20-year-old vehicle. Okay. Uh, nothing nothing new. Okay. Um, but remember we uh, we had spoke before, I was talking about the uh, cross-country trip. Yes. So I realized I already had my $500 vehicle, so my, my <laughs> Subaru is my $500 vehicle. Yes. Uh, I have that 2.5 RS. I can take that if, if we want to fulfill that challenge. But... I did purchase a purpose-built cross-country vehicle. Okay. Um, it's actually a 2000 LX470. It's a wow. Lexus, which if you're familiar, is the same. It's pretty much the same thing as the Toyota Land Cruiser. Right, right. So, so that is my new baby. I fell head over heels in love with it already. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clay barred it, waxed it, <laughs> put some tires on it. I do um, remember when you, you posted that online, you that you were looking for a uh, rig to put some miles on. Uh, I, I, you know, gave you a good shot into, into the ribs uh, when I told you minivan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I it, remember. <laughs> it is the perfect uh, cross-country mobile. Uh, you could throw all the gear in it and then have r- room for all the people and then still have room in it. So, but yes, uh, I, I do believe uh, the rig that you've got is, uh, should be a very fun one to live with as well it's still soccer mom status too yeah yeah <laughs> so it's, it's luxury soccer mom though i mean good grief yeah it's it's nice it's very nice um it, for some reason it was just it was something that was on my radar for a while i went back and forth with a few few options um and then i kept coming back to it um and i kind of just went with my gut on it found a nice deal on one the the value on them has gone up crazy even yeah. even since when i bought it i i think at this point if i sold it right now i could probably end up even making some money on it if i wanted to um but like i said i, I fell head over heels and heels in love with it pretty quick and i think i'll uh, i'll be keeping it for a while yeah. um i i do have this this urge to to travel i like road trips and i think my first road trip i've i've been telling myself I'm, i haven't seen the grand canyon yet so i want to go see the grand canyon so I think I'm driving straight there. If there's any pit stops along the way that I need to stop and hang out and, you know, car meets, whatever it may be, yeah. I'm, I'm down for some detours. Awesome. Um, but I, I think that will be my destination, will be the Grand Canyon for sure. Well, if you find your way coming through uh, East Texas, definitely uh, let us know and we can arrange something and meet up because hey, uh, this is my full-time I, gig now, so I, I can make it happen. That's right. That's awesome. I'm, I'm more than interested. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny that you bring up the Grand Canyon because I was just uh, away with some friends this past weekend and it came up how very close 
I was to the Grand Canyon on a big group trip uh, with a bunch of teens from church. And instead of going to the Grand Canyon like everyone else did on that trip that were dispersing and going to other states and, you know, back home, uh, we ended up going to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which no knock to Santa Fe, New Mexico. I loved it. Hands down would go back. But uh, it it was not the Grand Canyon, <laughs> and I was seeing all the posts online of everyone getting to go to the Grand Canyon. So I'm super jealous. I'll say that. Have you, I, I was have you ever so, been? No, no, and I was so close. So uh, we were in Phoenix. Uh, that was the destination of our trip, and you know, coming back, it would have been an hour or so out of the way uh, to head north up to the Grand Canyon. I believe is the way the geography works. Sorry, people, don't roast me. And uh, <laughs> then, yeah, we would have come back through Texas, but instead we went to Santa Fe, which, again, 10 out of 10 would recommend going back to Santa Fe. We did not get enough time there, and I loved it. The fact that it was the middle of July and it was completely bearable outside <laughs> because of the altitude, uh, I, I was a, a huge fan of that. So uh, it, it's the middle of June here in Texas and you go outside and you already had to take a shower again. So yeah, yeah there's that. <laughs> Jersey's got some heat over here as well. We had a, we had a nice day today, but we've had some 90 degree days creeping up already. Yeah. It's been a little wild up in the Northeast with the temperatures and stuff lately. That's, that's, uh, it's unpredictable. It always, it's always unpredictable. You could have winter one day and then summer the next. And it's just, <laughs> that's normal to us. Well, when when we get winter, it's either a, a certain part of a day or a certain part of a week around here, except for this past winter where uh, we were frozen in for a, the better part of a week. So I was going to say you got snow this year, right? Yeah, that was a <laughs> twice. Big news story I saw. Yeah, we got it twice, which is completely rare for us uh, to get that much, that frequent down here. And the second time was a doozy. So yeah, uh, parts of the state without power, without that's uh, right, water, that's right. Without, were, you, were you guys affected? Uh, fortunately, here at my house, no. Uh, we had a little bit of water issues. Uh, one of like half the plumbing in our house kind of stopped working for a little bit, but other than that, uh, we were relatively unaffected. Uh, Matt, I believe y'all lost power briefly, right? Uh, not for very long. Right. Um, it it came back on pretty quick for us but uh we we did have a couple of pipes that froze nothing broke thankfully but we did have some pipes that froze you would laugh at us though mike i'm sure because (laughs) east texans and winter doesn't get along well at all i mean we had a whole eight to twelve inches of snow and ice and it shut the state down (laughs) for a week (laughs) yeah we we would keep moving but eight to twelve inches i mean it's you know you gotta work through that right Yeah, it, it was really interesting. Granted, you know, most of us, given 2020, were, if at all could be, still working from home. I know I was. And and that kind of completely changed everything because I'm like, man, normally I would love this because it's snow day, can't go into work. Mm-hmm. Uh, my driveway is a hazard unto itself. Did make for a pretty good snow hill, I will say. Everyone joked when we bought this house, I've got a 15-degree incline on our driveway, which severely limits the kind of vehicle that I could purchase and park in my garage. I, I don't was going to say, it's like a car guy's worst nightmare. Yeah, it really like, <laughs> I'm already thinking if I got a C8 Corvette, I would definitely have to get that nose lift package, but 
would that even be enough? So uh, I, I do believe when we really start getting into the deep throes of uh, car reviews here uh, for our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GT Garage Talk, that uh, we will had to do a little segment, maybe on Instagram or something, nothing huge, but will it fit up the driveway? That, mm-hmm. That'll be the big catch. And uh, it, it'll be fun to see what can get up there. But like I said, uh, covered in snow with a sled, pretty fun going down it. Not going to lie. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you got to at least enjoy some of the snow then. May or may not have been during work hours. I, I can neither confirm nor deny any of that. I was monitoring emails. I mean, what? <laughs> so, yes, uh, I don't work there anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I had the Subaru out. I was cutting donuts and and getting stopped by the local police to tell me to go home and think about my actions as I sat in my recliner in my warm house. Uh, so I, I was enjoying it. I was loving every bit of it. Um, I'm, I'm not the typical East Texan who was for the most part freaking out, but yeah, I was, the Subaru was incredible, uh, getting out and about. And I know that's what they were designed for was being able to do that, but it it just blew me away. The capability of that car in the midst of all of that stuff. So, uh, we, we didn't have any, uh, snow plows coming by or anything like that. So whatever was on the ground was on the ground and, and that Subaru didn't care. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the beauty of it. I, uh, I enjoy mine right through the winter. I, I don't, you know, if it's not two feet of snow, at least I'm, I'm good. As long as I have a little bit of clearance it it gets me where I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt's got uh, plans, intentions of making sure he's got a little bit more clearance coming up, but uh, we won't. Get, oh yeah, we won't get too into the details unless you want to spill the beans, Matt. I, well, I have been wheel and tire shopping, like <laughs> crazy wheel and tire shopping. Like I've looked at sixteens and fifteens and seventeens. I've looked at seven inch and eight inch and nine inch wide wheels and everything in between. And then the tires, like there's a, you know, this window of area that I can go. That's okay. You know, anything, anything larger in diameter than a 27 and I have to worry about cutting fenders and stuff like that. I mean, I like the amount of math that I have done for the sake of <laughs> tires in the past yep. three or four weeks is a ridiculous. I, I did it for the lack uh, for my IS 300. I was, while I was working at a car dealership at the time, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably, you know, like like you, Corey, I don't work there anymore. So yeah. <laughs> you can admit I, to uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was I was on that hunt. I mean, doing the measurements, making phone calls, talking with the guys, making sure I had the clearance. Because same thing, I didn't I didn't want to have to do any any crazy modifications. I did end up rolling my front fenders, um, or my. I did roll my front fenders, but I don't think I needed to. Uh, okay. I did it kind of just for extra safety. I needed to roll my rears. Yeah. So I, I, I rolled my rears, but that was as far as I wanted to go. I didn't want to pull. I didn't want to do anything crazy, no cutting. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's tough, man. You got to get it down to the millimeter. Oh, yeah. And and the so the factory wheels that are on the car have like a 55-millimeter offset, which sucks them way up underneath the car. And there's, you know, an inch and a half worth of fender that pokes out over top of it. So I've got plenty of room to go with a, a much better offset or a lot smaller offset. Uh, but, yeah, trying to trying to match the offset and the width of the wheel and figuring out how much tire I can run on the inside without it rubbing with that width of the wheel and that offset is just, yeah. 
it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy doing it, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the beauty is though that the internet. I mean, that's yes. in the forums. There's there's a lot of a lot of people out there. I I was looking at a lot of pictures. You can get a good idea of what it's going to look like when when people give their measurements, and you can kind of be like, okay, I like that look versus you know I don't like that look, and then you know find your happy medium in the middle there. Definitely, definitely. It's the beauty and the danger of it, because <laughs> it, it opens up so many more possibilities that you never yeah. thought existed before, and then, then your mind gets to thinking, and you start spending and spending. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't and have any trouble spending at all. It's a dangerous obsession. <laughs> oh. So I saw, uh, I was flipping back through your Facebook, you, you've been messing around a lot on two wheels here lately, too. Uh, been, yeah, been getting always. their bikes out and playing around. Always, always. Uh, motorcycles have been a passion of mine for for a long time. I think I bought my first street bike when I was twenty one. I want to say. Um, either way, my my parents hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, Sounds uh, about right. It was just you know it it probably just scared the heck out of them and you know I I understand that much but yeah from. From that moment on, I, I've always owned some kind of street vehicle and always a dirt bike or a quad. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, I, I keep, I keep itching to to pull the trigger on one. I just it's not the right time yet. No. I've got it picked out. I've got it specked out. I've built and priced a dozen times. You know all that stuff, but I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. So, waiting, waiting what on the you, right one. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Waiting for a little extra cash in my pockets. What I'm waiting on. Yeah, I hear that. No, but you'll you'll make that purchase and you'll be like, man, why did I wait? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, we're getting into summer, Matt. Just take the jet skis out and just forget about the fact that. <laughs> hey, there you go. You got some water scooters. Yeah, yeah. Well, my wife has a jet ski. Yeah. That that's really what it comes down to. She she's got, she has a a, a two thousand nine. I had to think about it. Two thousand nine. Uh, sea Wake 155 that we we bought off of a, a friend of ours who bought it new and he took an immaculate care of it so it's it looks brand new it's it's a great great ski it's a lot of fun so we uh we were actually out saturday playing around in the water with it so that's awesome that's always a good time oh yeah see what do you, what do you need two wheels for <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to save you money here, but <laughs> don't, don't give me that look. Just know that I'm, just, <laughs> I'm helping you out. Trust me. Uh, yeah, I know it. I know it. Yeah, uh, so I don't know which of us has it worse because Matt likes to look at, you know, the projects and the builds and the things that he can do. So generally he's looking at uh, cheaper rigs than me and uh, <laughs> looking to build up. Meanwhile, I'm always on the build and price tool with something brand new that just came out, seeing how far I can max it out, and I'm like, why, why, why am I, why am I doing this? I'm, I'm never gonna. This is never gonna happen. Stop it, Corey. <laughs> so, I'm not quite sure which of us has it worse. You'll probably actually end up pulling the trigger on some of yours versus uh, my hundred thirteen thousand dollar Grand Wagoneer that yeah. I built the other day. Yeah, <laughs> those things are, whew, they're nice. Yeah, they are nice, but. That's a hefty price tag. Yes, Boy, it is. Uh, so much so that Jeep said, you know what? We're not going to put our badge on it. We're going to create a <laughs> new badge, and we're just going to hide little Easter eggs of the Jeep name around the vehicle. So, yeah, uh, you know, marketing at its finest. What, what can I say? 
<laughs> so what uh, have you been, uh, are you much on building price do you do you shop around for much of the new stuff or do you like the older stuff and and sticking with the the you know mid-2000s lexus suvs <laughs> yeah for some reason i keep going back to that era yeah. um i no i i'll be honest i've never been a a, a new car kind of guy i was always you know a couple years used um I made an exception with my ATSV, but mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. color just stopped me in my tracks. I, I went <laughs> home trying to to purchase a used one, not knowing it was a pedestal edition. It was one of three hundred, and I wasn't going to find another one. Oh, nice. uh, so that kind of brought me back back to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always been a, a used car guy. Um, it's just I don't know. I I like to, to let them go out in the wild for a little bit and prove themselves. And then, you know, from there, I kind of pick and choose what I like. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, diving in a little bit deeper myself, if I had to go back to an era, it, it would probably be those early to mid-2000s just because that's when I was uh, 16, 17, 18, you know, coming into my own as uh, – a driver, I got the license, and I, that's when I, I, I guess I dreamt the most about vehicles, and the price of those, you know, current issues notwithstanding, are <laughs> are generally reasonable enough that at this point in my life, I could, I could go out and purchase. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, uh, the dream vehicle of that era that I, I want uh, is a big no-go in this household, which <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to the episode where we interviewed my wife, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> bad past experiences. I, I'm not throwing her on. Holly, I love you. I'm not throwing you under the bus here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm merely plugging your wonderful, awesome episode. So yeah, go back and listen to that one. But uh, Well, yeah, now I'm curious. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'm a, Camar- up the can of worms. I, I'm right. a Camaro guy through and through, and I, I would not love cars if it weren't for the fourth generation uh, F-body uh, Camaro. Okay. Uh, when we moved uh, to East Texas from the Houston area, uh, we were waiting on our house to finish being built, and we lived in an apartment complex, and there was a 96, 97 uh, Camaro uh parked near our unit and I stared at it like every day to the point where I started asking my mom, she's really the car person, uh, in the household that we went to. Plus my dad's a Ford guy and, uh, <laughs> I asked her everything about it. And, you know, we went to bookstores cause this was, you know, 1995, 96, you know, before Google and, you know, we went to the bookstore. I still to this day have a hardback book on uh, Camaros. It's got a 30th anniversary SS white with orange stripes on the cover. And yeah, I, man, I learned everything about the history of the Camaro and that just made me love all Camaros, but there's still just a special place in my heart for, uh, that late before they killed them off, you know, in O2, that last of the fourth gen, uh, 98 to 2002, where they, you know, gave them the best styling of that generation uh, with the refreshed front. Yeah, I've got it pretty bad for that generation. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, my wife knew some people uh, in high school that just, um, some would say they're typical Camaro people. 
Uh, some would say that they're just, you know, obnoxious teenagers, but uh, she does not have fond memories associated with that Generation Camaro, and I have the fondest of memories. So that leads me to uh, when Matt and I finally, you know, get Garage Talk's permanent garage, uh, that's where that Camaro will call home. (laughs) (laughs) Goals and dreams, goals and dreams. Okay, I I have a little bit better understanding now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said you worked on the book for two years. Uh, I'm going to shift this back to the book just for a minute. Um, You've been working on the book for about two years now. And did did the, the, you know, the world shutting down, did that have much of an influence on when the book came out? How did you how did you work around a pandemic in the midst of writing and trying to release a book? Oh, yeah, there was. um, Yeah, we we encountered a few delays and. um, you know, I will chalk them up to, to just the fact that it was just, you know, a new experience for, you know, I, I work with a couple other people. Like I mentioned before, I, I have, you know, my own small little team of, of people that, that help me out. And, um, yeah, it was it was tough to get them all together at one point, um, just with, with, I'm sure, their lives taking them in other directions. Um, but, yeah, we, we did experience some delays. Um, and then at one point, delivery changed for Brocky, so that changed and we had to you know kind of revamp a few of the images that were already taking some extra time so yeah there were there were a few delays along the way um two years is definitely the longest it's taken me to write a book yeah. uh, typically the longest after before that was i think no more than a year i was i was pretty much on pace for for publishing one book per year okay um yeah and then this one just it was just a weird, weird year. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really have too many specific reasons for, for the delays other than, you know, the one change that was made. Um, but yeah, it just it just took some time. Well, praying the uh, payoff is well worth the additional time. I mean, like you said, you're still waiting on a, a post from him, but uh, it should explode. And we'll do our best making sure uh, word gets out that uh, this book is in available to be purchased and we'll get that out there for you and do what we can on our side just to spread the spread the word and share the love i appreciate it i can't ask for anything more than that um you know and then like i i said i'm very proud of this one so you know on top of the minor delays that we did encounter there's the editing process at the end so you know even after i have all the illustrations i have the story then the editing process that can go for however long so there were a lot of changes that were made by me by vaughn by his team um towards the end but the final product like i said i just i can't stress enough how proud of it i am because it's just such a good story i I like i like the flow of it i like the images are amazing shout out to my illustrator rich he's amazing um and it just it just flows very well, and and like I said, I, I I've gotten to the point where I'm just so proud of it. Where I'll open it, I'll read it, and every time now I finish it, I go, wow, that book is awesome. <laughs> and I and I don't typically say that about my own stuff, but like I'm reading it to try to find something wrong because right. that's what yeah. the editing process is. And now I'm just at the point where I feel like it's just it's right. That's awesome. Too cool. Yeah, I uh, when I saw when I saw what the book was. I follow Vaughn on social, and of course, you and I are friends on social too. So I, I shared it and I tagged Vaughn in it, and I saw that you had tagged Vaughn in it. I was like, all right, we're gonna spam Vaughn 
to the point where he responds to somebody in the process here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's coming. They um they asked at one of the last times they asked for an extra week um to to get some promo together. So I mean, Vaughn is I can't even I I'm busy. I can't even imagine how busy he is with all the things that he's got going on. Oh, yeah. um, every day there's there's something new getting posted, like you said with. Uh, Cletus over at the Freedom Factory, and he was at uh, the compound drifting, and he's just—he's always doing something, and it's—it's it's just so cool to see. I, I just, you know, I'm anticipating our project to come across, and I know once it does, it's—it's going to be huge. Yeah, that's kind of the worst part because you're like just anticipating all this, <laughs> like, come on, man, come on, come on. But at the, at the same time, you're just so grateful and thankful uh for the opportunity to get to work together so yeah totally. absolutely i mean the book's out it, it's never going anywhere right. um you know i did it it was yeah <laughs> it was it was a huge long process i feel completely um accomplished though you know once once i see that book in my hands it's it's kind of an overwhelming feeling oh yeah that's that's too cool and our listeners and and those who follow you specifically had the opportunity to get the book before Vaughn posts and it sells out almost immediately, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So here's your here's Absolutely. your advantage right here. You go ahead and get your copy right now. We will put a link in the show notes. So you know, if you're on your iPhone or whatever you're listening to, just scroll up, go down to the notes and click the link, and, and you'll be able to purchase it right there. Uh, yep. Get your copy. It'll be. It's on Amazon now. It's on my website, and then it's also on the Fun Haver website, which is Vaughn's website as well. Awesome. 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 Well. If we keep talking too much longer about the book, I'm I'm going to start asking for spoilers. So <laughs> we should probably uh, kind of pivot away from that. And okay. so, uh, you know, typically uh, when we have an, a guest on, we have a set of interview questions that Matt likes to close out the episodes with. Uh, but we've already done the random misfires with you. So uh, we're going to do just a little something special for those of you uh, who do support us on Patreon, you know that we have an additional couple of questions that we ask after that go behind the paywall. And uh, we'll just uh, we'll throw these out there for all of our listeners, just uh, for the joy of having you with us uh, again, Mike, and plugging a, a new venture. So if you're ready, I've got one for you. Matt's got one for you. Keeping it super simple. Matt's got the better question of the two anyway. <laughs> but Ready when you are. All right. So we already know you're in more of the uh, mid-2000s uh, era vehicles. Uh, you may have already purchased it, but if you were given a $60,000 check, what are you buying? And in, in this instance, I bet it would be applicable to say, what are you doing to it <laughs> with the remaining money? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Or have you already bought it? Is it the Lexus? <laughs> Well, so my initial thought goes right to my, I, I have a craving for a V8, which I did get in the Lexus, but it's not the muscle car V8 that right. I'm looking for. Right. So if you're familiar with my ATS, it's a six cylinder twin right. turbo. My IS300 is a straight six. The Subaru obviously is four cylinder. I was looking for that maybe supercharged V8. So I, 60K. I think I'd have to say the CTSV. All right, all right. In a manual, in yeah, a manual for sure. Yes. And a wagon um, too, right? We've got one right wagon, here in town. I would not be against the wagon. Yes, we've got one here in town that you know when you're doing your road trip through, you could purchase it 
keep it here and I could follow you back in it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm willing to deal in here. So <laughs> now we just yeah, need the 60 grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a clever idea there, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing what I can. I'm going to drive that CTSV wagon. <laughs> but uh, all right. I, I firmly approve of that answer. Most definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Not that you could get it wrong, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so you've already mentioned a couple of times how much you want to road trip. So I'm going to change this question just ever so slightly. Um, if you could go on a road trip anywhere, and I'm going to say anywhere in the world, no, budget is not a restriction, where are you going, what are you driving, and who are you taking with you? Taking my brother with me because he shares that, that adventure, um, okay. that, that drive for adventure, and he's – He's good for it too. Nice. Um, he would be he would be a big help. So definitely, I would I would bring my brother, and our two dogs would be some co-pilots as well. Oh if yeah. that's acceptable. And then um, probably to California. To be honest, we have family out there. My brother lived out there for a year. Um, we've we've already kind of talked about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say California. Although you did say anywhere, I <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Italy. Oh, yeah, there you I go. Know that's that's a little more than a drive, um, but well, yeah, yeah. California just to to visit those family members that we haven't seen in a while would would be an awesome road trip. I hear there are some great driving roads out there in Cali. So yeah, yeah he did it once already. He he went up through the Smoky Mountains and he he made a nice scenic route um, to get there. So he, yeah, when he decided to live out there, he packed up his car. Him and two buddies, they had a Jeep. He was in his yes. GTI, and they. They conquered the country. Nice. So that was, yeah, that was cool. That is cool. Nice little grand adventure. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, before we let you go, uh, we just want to give you a chance to let our listeners know everywhere they can find you, the best ways to keep in touch with you so that they can be you know, ready for the next book that comes out, the next big thing. And uh, so we'll just let you share uh, where where are the best places to find you? Great. Well, uh, definitely Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my business is Motorhead Garage Productions. Uh, that name on Facebook and Instagram will get you to me. Uh, you can add me on my personal Facebook if you'd like, Michael J. Myers. Uh, my website is mhgproductions.com. And then my books are amazon.com slash author slash motorhead. And then, like I said, Brocky is available on both of those as well as the Fun Haver website. Awesome. And like I said, for you, our listeners, we'll make it really simple. We'll put it down in the show notes. So just swipe up and we'll have all those links down there just in case you're like me and you need to see it written out or you just yeah. want to tap on it instead of type it out. So so, so who's who's next? We, you know, Corey LaJoy doing the NASCAR book or are we going, you know, like, uh, I don't know, uh, who's who, who's next? Who's Spill the beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing. Um, no contract signed at the moment. Okay. Um, I was I was going to go back to my series. So so when I when I started Brocky, I put to the side a book that I had just started. Okay. Uh, but like I mentioned before, I'm not going to give any details about it. But <laughs> yeah. um, I can give you a little hint that you know my Motorhead Garage series. I, I'm going to try to touch on every aspect of being a motorhead. Awesome. So it'll be on one of the levels of motorhead that I haven't touched on yet. So uh, something okay. new I'll give you. 
Okay. All right. I like it. You heard it here first. All right, Mike. Well, we just truly appreciate you taking some time to talk about your book, uh, your process, and uh, your rigs with us. And we'll definitely keep in touch and uh, stay in conversation with with you uh, when that next book does come out. That's great. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, I have a feeling this won't be my last visit. I uh, (laughs) enjoy the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to the future with you guys. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Okay, Matt. So, yeah, that was a fun one. That was Uh, fun. Supremely jealous. Uh, (laughs) He's got a fun job, a fun career. Oh, yeah. We do, too. Uh, we're, we're both looking to build our things up as, as we go, but, uh, yeah, the, the people we, uh, you and I, Matt, the people we have met through podcasting has been amazing. Michael included. Oh yeah. And the people he is getting to meet now through his venture, uh, sounds pretty fun and exciting. It's really cool. Uh, all the same. So really cool. Uh, very excited to get a copy of this book in my hands. You know, typically, uh, when you hear of a, a book tour or something like this, uh, the people doing the interview already have a copy of it, uh, which Mike is gracious enough. He will be sending us one, but this was by no means a ploy to get one <laughs> no. or anything like that. Uh, and we just had not ordered it yet. So uh, we did not want to spoil anything for you. Uh, we didn't want to spoil anything for our families. So uh, we were actually waiting yeah, until we talk to Mike about this book before we... Really I'm really excited it. about it. For me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. And it was really cool. It was really cool. He shared his, you know, the passion about this book and really felt like this was his best book yep. that yep. he's written to date. And, uh, you know, there's stuff that... There's some, some creative stuff that you and I have done that, that nah. I've looked back over and I go, <laughs> wow, that was awful. <laughs> But there's on occasion there's been some stuff that's like okay all right that was that was I'm proud pretty of good. this yeah, yeah. like I, I want to tell people about this so it was cool to hear Mike's passion about this book and and how how great it has turned out so yeah. I'm I'm super stoked about getting a copy of it yeah so hopefully our excitement is rubbing off on you so uh, we've said it a million times you can check it out in the show notes we've got links to uh, his Amazon uh, bookstore but. Uh, if you want to know about more about what we're driving, what we're testing, what we're doing, head on over to gtgaragetalk.com. You'll find links to everything else. Until then, bye. <laughs>